cars.coza. Hello and welcome back to the cars.coza podcast studio. My name is Chiro de Siena and I am delighted to be joined by Cabello Robuto from Nissan South Africa. How are you, sir? Thank you. I'm great and thanks for having me. Yeah, no, it's so, so cool to have you here. So, so you were in Cape Town for the launch of a very important car, the Nissan Qashqai. How's it been? How was the launch? Oh, well, it's been a great experience for us. Uh, as you know, we have launched a new generation or third generation of the Qashqai. Um, so it's been a great and awesome experience to uh, bring this car that we've all been waiting for into the local market. It's, it's an important car for you guys, hey? Most definitely, because almost a decade and a half ago, um, Nissan actually revolutionized and actually launched a crossover and led in that particular space. And Qashqai has been uh, part of that history. So yeah. to bring the third generation, um, it's part of an evolution that we want to share. And um, we're looking forward to also redefining that segment again. <laughs> when I did my write-up, I said that um, the Qashqai was like when a new rock band hits the scene, right? Mm-hmm. No one's heard of them and no one can pronounce their name. And, then <laughs> and now then you guys had a smash hit second album, right? Mm-hmm. Your second album was fire, like millions of sales around the world, right? Now there's pressure for the third album, right? Like a band's third album is a tricky one. <laughs> Uh, Most definitely. But I think one thing about um, being in automotive, and you would appreciate this, is that every time you go through the next generation, you also bring into that particular uh, new product, uh, new features, new technology, and you redefine and shape um, what people think about the original band, uh, you know. So. <laughs> no, that's great. And um, and I mean, you're not based in Cape Town, right? No, you're I'm, based I'm, up I'm in Johannesburg. Okay. Yeah. So has Cape Town been good to you as well? Cape Town's been great. The weather was perfect day one. Um, we did have rain like Cape Town would have it uh, in day, on day two. <laughs> but today, yeah, it's just another beautiful day. It's been yeah. awesome. Yeah. So Nissan, South Africa, has been is one of the few manufacturers who who makes cars here, which is quite exciting. And you've basically had a long-running dedication to the, to this country, um, which I think many, many people appreciate. I think South Africans really appreciate the companies who make cars here, who, who have skin in the game, so to speak, you know. So um, how what are, what are things looking like going forward for continuing to make, make cars in South Africa? Well, if, if, talking about Nissan, I mean, we've been in production since 1960. Well, the first Datsun Gosh. cars was actually sold in 1959. Wow, so in, then, in South Africa. In South Africa, and then production started in 1960. And over time, we've brought in vehicles and continue to produce. I think South Africa, for us, uh, it's, a, it's, it's a country that has a lot of potential. It's important for us to produce and continue having production facility. Uh, it's our light commercial hub. For the African continent, as you know, we produce both uh, the new Navara as well as the MP200. So, yeah, we've very much invested and committed to our economy and actually uh, producing and supplying a lot of customers out there in the African continent. That's that's so interesting because, I mean, you guys basically rule the roost in the half-ton market, right? There's no one else, I don't think, eh? No, we, we're sort of the only remaining yeah. uh, last man standing. Why, why do you think that is? That's always been interesting to me. Like, wh- why did the other manufacturers go and you guys have made mm. such a success of it? I think because we believe and see the need of having a small pickup. Mm. Um, I mean, whether you look back into uh, the Nissan 1400 at some point where we actually defined and redefined their small yeah. uh, pickup. And, I mean, uh, that, the that was... 
the part of the South African landscape. That, like, Precisely. Yeah, 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 it's part of the heritage, yeah. actually. Now that you're on Heritage Month, it's one of those we can mm. celebrate. But um, th- what's important for us is that there is a customer who requires a small pickup um, that actually able to move not necessarily big um, material around. So that segment for us has been important and we're able to continue to provide in that space. Um, other companies, probably their strategy changes over time and they focus on other areas. So we all have one-ton pickups, uh, majority of mm. ours. Uh, but for us, we want to continue to provide solutions for your small business as much as you can go all the way into the one-ton space as well. So you might you might be interested to know that we, we track the demand of cars on our site, right? Mm-hmm. So we use a weighted index. So it's... Um, Leads, leads put through to dealers by by customers, mm-hmm. uh, searches, and then the number of page views on those mm-hmm. on those vehicles, and the number of stock items as well. NP two hundred is in the top twenty of a thousand models that we track on on our website. So the demand on the used car market is also mm-hmm. significant as well. Yeah, so we track that quite heavily as well. So I I, I mean besides MP two hundred and then it's it's new Navara right, yep. which gets produced here mm-hmm. as well. And h- how are things going with new Navara? It's going very well actually. Um, given that we actually launched and started production right in the middle of the pandemic, um, it was quite scary at the time purely because um, uh, the team had to try and start doing production trials without uh, having the support from our colleagues from Japan, which normally happens when you're about to start a new project, you bring in uh, all the specialists to come and help. Uh, But the team managed to work through that um, because of uh, COVID and the restrictions. So we didn't have uh, a lot of that support. But because we've got a resilient, well-trained team, uh, we managed to manufacture, put together the trial units and uh, fly them to Japan for quality checks and then get feedback and then continue. So that was an an amazing experience for us. But the Navara, well accepted, doing well for us. um, And we continue to uh, even launch in a number of the African markets. So we've actually now covered every African market with um, introducing the vehicle. So so the South African plant produces for... Africa. So yep. our vehicles go around Africa, yep. basically. That's cool to hear. Mm-hmm. Hey? And But you do have operations in Egypt, Nigeria, and Ghana, if yes. I'm not mistaken. Yep. Hey? So well. so in Egypt, we have a plant that produces the Sani, or what's called, uh, known in South Africa as the Almera. Okay. Um, and uh, we have operations in Nigeria, which is Nigeria and Ghana are DKD operations. Uh, and Ghana actually started last year to also um, assemble um, the Navara, which we provide okay. out of South Africa. T- take me through what does DKD mean? Well, um, so you, you get a fully built up vehicle, which we build here, and then we um, disassemble uh, and package it and then send it to to uh, to Ghana. Then they and then reassemble it. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So why, so, why not so th- ship a complete car is it? Uh, b- because um, the legislation or policies in that particular country are encouraging for um, growing industrialization uh, or manufacturing okay. local manufacturing okay and um, as, as you know in South Africa we've got uh, the seven manufacturers normally do what we call completely knockdown uh, full assembly for vehicle but when you start as any market you you normally would start with a derivative of uh, manufacturing, whether it's a semi-knockdown, um, and then you start learning how to assemble, then you can build a supplier base to then go into full, uh, complete knockdown. Or uh, sure, yeah. Building cars is fascinating here, As, but I, I now I'm just thinking in my head. I mean, maybe this is silly, but these these poor guys at the factory, the guys and girls at the factory, they they build this whole car, and then it's like, okay, guys. 
take it apart. <laughs> just, just end up north. <laughs> I mean, is that literally what happens? The thing gets built, it's ready to go. It's yep. like ready to go yep. on a showroom floor, and then it, some of it gets pulled apart, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, as I say, because it's it's driven by the policy in that particular country. Yeah, so, yeah. which on the other side, if you look at the other spin-off, is that it creates employment on the other side because they have to reassemble the okay. car one, okay. um, yeah. and 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 create uh, skills transfer, but also to start learning how to actually assemble cars. Yeah, yep. yeah, I see. Wow, that's so interesting to me. I've never considered that part of the industry, you mm-hmm. know? I mean, I've been really lucky to visit car factories and, and see cars being made. In fact, actually, um, one of the places I have been is Nissan's factory in, I think, Yokohama, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went over there... Um, one of your colleagues, I'm not actually sure she's still with you, Patience Dumisani, mm-hmm. we went over to have a look at the second generation Leaf, which was mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. cool. And oh, I mean, I could talk all day, but not, let me not waste your time. But that was a really, really cool trip, you know, to go and see how the Nissans were made over mm-hmm. there, actually. Um, so, I mean, let's maybe use that as a, as a springboard into what I think is a, a really important conversation for Nissan right now. And that is your, your new energy vehicles. Mm-hmm. And South Africans are going to be getting getting a taste of that really really soon with the Qashqai e-power so, so have you have you managed to drive an e-power vehicle oh yes so you got you've been yeah, behind yeah. the wheel okay, I, I, okay. I've, I've done that uh, both in Japan and in South Africa oh, we okay. actually do have an e-power vehicle um, currently Where? which we are testing Where in, in Roslyn oh that's very interesting <laughs> so, you failed so, to mention that <laughs> so well it's part of preparing for the introduction of the vehicle yeah uh, so we get uh, our trial units okay um, I and can then go to we, Roslyn tomorrow <laughs> anytime man. <laughs> so yeah, e- e-power for us it's an important technology, very unique to to Nissan. Um, it's it's all about bringing electrification, and it's a transition. As you know, we've got full battery electric vehicles, and that's where the Leaf um, actually democratized electric vehicles, mm, in that mm. we were the first to produce in mass. Uh, electric vehicles. Mm. Um, however, we also realize that uh, given infrastructure, particularly in our continent, you would understand. I mean, you and I had to just wait because of load shedding. So because of energy limitations, uh, policies being different, as well as uh, range anxiety. We as Nissan went for uh, e-power technology, which your vehicle will always be powered or your wheels are always powered by an electric motor. Uh, and it has a, then a small engine which generates uh, powerful for the electric um, motor. So, so the the internal combustion engine, if I'm correct, mm-hmm. is not connected. There's no drive going to the wheels from the internal combustion. Definitely engine. no. Okay. The, okay. the car it's permanently powered, or the wheels are permanently powered by the electric. That, that's uh, quite engine. interesting, yeah. hey, because um, the other hybrids I've driven on are, are slightly different in their mm-hmm. setup compared to that. So that's actually really interesting that you guys have gone that route. I'm mm-hmm. I'm quite excited to drive it now mm-hmm. and, and see how that feels. Yeah. So so in your experience, does the car spend quite a lot of its time with the engine off, basically? Well, it, it depends because yeah. remember the engine is there to generate uh, power, power for, yeah. or for, for the electric motor. Mm-hmm. Yes, in many times uh, it's quite quiet. It mm-hmm. actually drives exactly like an electric vehicle because it is an electric mm-hmm. powered vehicle. Um, and that's what makes it different to a hybrid because you never actually uh, have your internal combustion engine providing any power to the wheels. So you're always on EV mode, and, and that's quite exciting. It's so interesting. So basically the internal combustion engine is never under load, yep. really, or, or the load is not determined by what the car's doing, Precisely. basically. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So it's software control, yep. I, I suppose. 
that is so cool hey i'm really excited to to try that out now so so will we see so we'll see e-power in Qashqai in yep. march right yep. will we see e-power in in x-trail well, we're also looking at extending it to all new models that we bring going yeah. forward, including Xtrail, um, and we'll announce the timing as we progress with the with the launch. Yeah. Okay, and you know, you know where I think hybrid tech is actually going to start making a big difference, and I'm quite excited about it is is in the LCV market. Mm-hmm. I think I think. Uh, how, what, what do you think, an e, a e-power Navara? <laughs> <laughs> in time, in, in time, time, it in will time. come. Yeah. I, th- I think it will come. And, um, you know, it's because because of all that talk you get from the electric mm-hmm. motor, you know, Bucky's need talk, basically. Mm-hmm. But what we're seeing with like uh, Rivian and with the Ford F-150 Lightning is that if you use your fully electric Bucky to tow, for instance, or if you're fully loaded, your range just plummets Mm -hmm. just goes through Mm -hmm. the floor Mm -hmm. so you know my opinion and maybe you agree with me is that fully electric buckies are are have their use cases but i actually think a a dual um a hybrid setup in a bucky is actually preferable i i I think you're correct because of the need to be able to because of the load they carry i Mm. mean unlike your normal passenger vehicle however uh, if you look at Nissan, part of uh, Nissan Ambition 2030, uh, which is the drive for electrification, is that we're looking at also developing solid-state batteries or energy for vehicles, which is compresses or puts more power or you can store more energy, which allows for even light commercial vehicles to actually go close to EV. Uh, so I think it's more the technology at the moment. It's not. Uh, it's limiting that. Uh, because that you, it will plummet because you, you can't store enough energy. Uh, but uh, technology is moving quite quickly. Yeah. And we'll be able to do that. So, so what's the roadmap for Nissan? So e-power now, 2022, and is that being seen as a bridging technology? Yeah, for us, it's a transition uh, towards full electric vehicles. Um, I think we, we need to see all the... Um, basic infrastructure being in place to be able to then support full electric vehicles um, and provide for uh, a situation where people can appreciate and understand how electric vehicles work and then we'll go to full EV as well. So So we have plans to eventually introduce EVs as well. Because obviously in in very important markets for you like the UK, Mm -hmm. I think the cash car is one of the best selling cars Mm -hmm. ever in the UK, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, it is. Very high up Mm -hmm. there. So... Um, government they obviously putting major pressure on manufacturers to move away from internal combustion so so is our countries like the UK essentially setting your timelines uh, for you going forward for I think for for manufacturers in South Africa who supply into the UK because remember we do build and export into the UK then there's a huge drive to be able to accelerate their plans to be able to then supply into those mm. particular markets. If you look at, uh, for, for instance, South Africa, we're predominantly focusing on building pickups and supplying into the African continent, so the pressure is less. However, if you look around the world, uh, there is a huge drive to move to new energy vehicles. So it, it actually sets the tone for us to also stay in tune or mm. in line with what's happening around the world. In our Nissan uh, Ambition 2030, our ambition is to have 50% of the vehicles that we sell being electric. So there will still be 50% that are based on internal combustion engine, which is still necessary because uh, the world is developing at different paces. So we can't actually force um, that technology into, uh, if you look at where Africa 
mm. is at this stage. There's still a lot of other topics that we need to deal with yeah. as yeah. a continent. Yeah, I, I take your point about different countries developing at different paces. And also different countries have different needs, right? I mean, exactly. if you live in Luxembourg, which is like the size of, I don't know, the Kruger Park or whatever, then, <laughs> then an, an EV is cool, right? Because, yep. I mean, everything's 5Ks from everything else. Mm-hmm. But if you live in Australia or, or here, for instance, you know, then the distances are greater. So a varied mix of power, I think, is actually quite yeah, interesting. Precisely. Yeah. Precisely. Does, does Nissan have a view on, on hydrogen or, is, or is that, has that been sort of pushed to the side? No, um, it is, it is uh, on the side. We focus. Okay. on so- solid state battery uh, technology oh, okay. and, and that's what we're looking at yeah okay yep. yeah solid state's coming along hey yep. it's it's getting there yeah it is i'm quite is. excited about yep. solid state and um the, i mean things are moving so fast and I, and i think what's like you were saying earlier technology is really moving at mm-hmm. pace you know do do you think i mean do you ever stop and think that like maybe if like say like a like tesla hadn't come along you know do, do you think that we would be pushing this fast into an electrified motoring world? Or, I mean, was it going to happen anyway, you know? I, I think we would have. Um, as I indicated, one of Nissan's um, uh, vision has always been about uh, reducing emissions, zero emissions and zero fatality. So it's been our drive. And, yeah. and um, that's where the LEAF came about. Yeah. And, and that's I mean, where, you guys were before exactly. Tesla, So, right? so yeah. we were leading in that particular yeah. space so that we can actually try and bring that transformation into yeah. the automotive sector. Um, what Tesla has probably done is maybe created uh, more of a bigger interest and mm. understanding of it. But mm. uh, the automotive sector was already moving yeah. in that way. And from Nissan's perspective, we were already on that journey. Uh, and we're continuing on that journey. You know, that's actually something I've never considered. You guys actually beat Nissan to market. Uh, sorry, you beat we, Tesla uh, to well, market. Well, we beat everybody to market. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's actually really interesting because I remember driving the first Leaf. Um, I got hold of it. Funnily enough, actually, our friends at, at Car Magazine did me a solid because um, the the guys at Nissan wanted me to review it for Cape Talk Radio mm-hmm. and phoned the guys at Car. They had it for a long-term test, I think. And I was like, can I please borrow your Leaf for a day? And, I mean, it's it's been amazing to see because the, the Leaf's range wasn't great, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, it was mm-hmm. I think it was like 100Ks or something like that. I drove it on a very hot day, which is not great for batteries, with the aircon pumping as well. And I was thinking to myself, uh, am I going to make it back to Car Magazine's <laughs> office? And then you look at where, you know, where EVs are today, like um, the Aria, which I think is your flagship mm-hmm. EV, you know, and then you're at like, what, 400k range yep. or whatever yep. the case is. And that's probably quite conservative, mm-hmm. actually, as well. Yep. So, no, things have moved really mm-hmm. fast. When, when did I drive the Leaf? I'm trying to think now. Was it 20, 2009? Do you remember that one, that, perp, that purple one that you guys had? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but probably maybe 2011, 2012. Yeah, maybe there. somewhere there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was that was a my first electric car actually. Okay. Yeah, first, first time I drove an electric car. Yeah, okay. yeah. Well, I mean, I'd been lucky to drive golf carts in the <laughs> before that, but you know, golf carts don't have aircon or airbags. Or that's true. <laughs> that's or back, true. Or back, that's well, no, true. they do have back seats. <laughs> so yeah, that, it's it's been really fascinating to see um, where things have come from, and I think also, I mean, keeping, I've always I've always sort of kept an eye on Nissan because Nissan is one of those companies that sort of um, 
is always innovating from what I can tell. You know, I mean, like if you look back at, at say something like Skyline, I mean, Skyline changed the game, right? But back in the day, they were like, it, it wasn't, cons- it, it couldn't be imagined that a car could be that fast, you know? And then, and then there was Leaf, obviously, which was really, really cool. And I think, I think, um, and I think e-power now, now that I understand that it's actually quite different to those other hybrids also sees, seems like a, an innovation in and of itself as well. I mean, is that is that something which really drives the company? Yeah. Innovation is in the heart of everything that we do. I mm. mean, we always look at uh, how technologies can actually improve people's lives uh, and make uh, driving much more fun, uh, much mm. more safer, much more comfortable uh, without taking away the actual driving experience. So yes, we're always driven by innovation and that's why innovation that excites um, and, and bringing it to life has been uh, at the cornerstone of everything that we do yeah. and we'll continue to innovate um, so that's that's quite important for us yeah yeah i expect so and um i mean it it, it was great to see you guys are in formula e i think yeah. that's quite progressive as well yeah. um how, what what's your view on on nissan's involvement in in formula e I think it's quite great because it showcases exactly what our focus points are. Um, as we say, zero emission is quite important to us. Electrification is the cornerstone of our strategy. Uh, so Formula E um, allows us to showcase um, that we're able to generate and develop uh, fast electric cars. Mm. Um, and and that's, that's quite awesome. Yeah. Electric cars don't have to be boring. N- not at all. Yeah. Not at all. It's actually an exhilarating experience. Uh, to, <laughs> when, I mean, when you... Put your foot on that uh, accelerator. It's it's an experience. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's it's enjoyable. Yeah, I, I've actually been living with an electric car for two months. So mm-hmm. so um, uh, another manufacturer asked mm-hmm. us if we'd like to do a long term mm-hmm. test. Do you know you know what the number one thing that I've come away thinking? So I live in an apartment block. Mm-hmm. I don't have secure parking. There's not a plug point anywhere near uh, where I park my car. And the number one thing I've come away thinking is is right now if you want to move on to electric mobility you have to be able to charge your car at home that's the most convenient thing to to be looking for charges all the time i, th- I don't think is look it's not impossible right i'm probably charging this car once a week so i go and have a coffee somewhere where there's a fast charger and it's it's not the end of the world right but i really do look forward to a time um where i can get home at night and plug my car in and forget about it and yeah, go to sleep yeah. and wake up with a, with a full battery you know yeah. <laughs> no but 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 i think that's that's one thing about technology and you're talking about innovation mm. uh, earlier i mean one of the things that leave uh, among other things technology it has it's also vehicle to grid uh, where you can oh, charge your yeah. car and you can during load shedding you can then power your house with your car <laughs> i mean it's so that, those are some of the amazing technologies that we've actually invested in understanding um, that while you can actually pull yeah. from the grid you can also give back uh, and be able to to do that. So yes, charging infrastructure remains a challenge uh, because it's quite limited. Mm. And and I think that's where e-power becomes a solution that um, Nissan sees as a good transition yeah. um, to take away the range anxiety because you also don't want to be stuck somewhere and not being able to uh, yeah. power yourself. Yeah. So so was that part of the thinking um, around not deciding not to bring Leaf here? Did you did you just not feel the infrastructure was there? Yeah, at the time, I think we we did introduce Leaf um, for two reasons. One, oh, so, sorry, a Gen two, Leaf. A Gen two. Sorry. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, Gen one for yeah. us was to showcase uh, yeah. our innovation as as a brand, but secondly, to be able to mobilize an understanding and educate uh, society about where 
mobility is actually moving towards. Uh, Gen 2, yes, it became an issue of infrastructure because range anxiety is the biggest issue, I mean, in South Africa. Mm. Um, but also not having that infrastructure takes away the ability for people to be able to move around as much as they want. So it's something that we've just parked um, and allow for that transition to happen. Um, and, and hence we thought, uh, let's then go for e-power instead uh, mm. in the meantime, but we'll come back with electric vehicles. Um, I, I know what's going to happen here. I know Mr. Winston Jordan, who I'm a big fan of at Grid Cars, he's going to watch this and he's going to be sitting there in his lounge. He's going to be swearing me out. And and I, Winston, I know I take my hat off to you and your team because I know you guys are working extremely hard to get the infrastructure up and running. And I mean, it, it's it's kind of there, right? Because after I was really lucky to race an electric car at Samola and then they asked me to to drive it back and, and Ditter and I actually drove the car back from, from Neisner and it was actually pretty painless, eh? I mean, we did the road trip. Um, so it's there. Um, there's little things maybe like if we had maybe got to a station and the charges were full, you know, and someone had just plugged in, then it's like you're waiting for their 40 minutes, then mm -hmm. you must all you do your 40 minutes, you know. Then So there's little things like that. But when there's like eight charges in a row, then it's, you know, yeah. it's not really yeah, yeah. going to be an issue, you know. But uh, but but going back to, to Leaf Gen 2, I mean, like I said, I was super lucky to go have a look at it in, in Tokyo. And um, uh, I, I was really excited about that car. I, mm -hmm. I, um, I think that maybe... Um, I mean, what, what was around on the roads at that time? That was like 2018, I think. Okay? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I, rem and I remember um, some people would send me photos of Leaf. So you guys did have a few running yeah, around yeah, doing, yeah. doing some testing, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, I mean, per personally for you, would you like to have seen Leaf, Leaf Gen 2 here? Well, yes, um, yeah. but I think the market or the environment has to be suitable for us to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, it, it's one thing to introduce a product and not be able to support it because of infrastructure related issues. But also, I think from a policy perspective, um, we know that in countries where electric vehicles have actually taken up or um, there's been high take up is because the policies allow for that where vehicles can come in at zero duties uh, because of their contribution. Yes. Whereas in South Africa, we're not yet there. Not yet at that stage. Yeah. Uh, we're still engaging with government with regard to how do you differentiate between your normal internal combustion and an electric vehicle because the technology is still expensive um, and um, there is a benefit to it, but you'll only have your early adopters going for it at the moment mm. rather than actually creating a mass uh, adoption of electric vehicles. So we, we're working hard to looking at both yeah. the demand side of um, ensuring that electric vehicles become the future of um, uh, so mobility solutions in South Africa. I mean, if you if you had to to take out your crystal ball, right? Mm -hmm. And do you, I mean, do, do you think government's going to come to the party here? I mean, we've got a cash-strapped government, right? They may, they potentially stand to make quite a bit of money on electric vehicles because there's that stupid seven percent surcharge, which actually has a multiplier effect, right? Because the seven percent is levied on the base of the vehicle, then it's ad valorem tax, then it's VAT on top of that. So, I mean, that's that's potentially a decent earner mm -hmm. for, for government. But does do you, do you get the feeling that they're starting to see the light here and they yeah. need, they're going to come to the party? Yeah. yeah. Uh, in, in in engagements that we have as an industry with with government, there is recognition and realization that um, for South Africa to remain uh, one of the uh, effective industrial uh, hubs for production um, and also participate fully in the automotive uh, economy, we need to be able to not only produce but also bring in electric vehicles so that we can then keep on 
um, moving and, yeah. and, and bringing the technology into South Africa, but also be able to take that technology back into markets where we're exporting at the moment. Yeah. So there is that realization. Uh, yes, we're faced with a number of challenges, but uh, the automotive sector remains one of the most important um, sectors in the economy. Yeah. So so is the auto, the automotive sector s- sitting down with government quite often at the yes, moment? Yes, we do. Okay. We do. We do. And and they're receptive to your, your guys' sort of plight. Yeah, we, we, I mean, mean we, we engage with government all the time, yeah. purely because uh, policy is quite critical, um, in yeah. given the levels of investment that manufacturers actually do in, in, in the local economy. Yeah. Um, but equally well in the fact that we also have things like the Africa uh, continental free trade um, area that we government is engaging on, and there's a mm. chapter on uh, on automotive which is quite critical. We have um, free trade agreements with different parts of the world and in which automotive also benefit out of it. So yes, government has an interest um, because mm. we are uh, also employing a number of people within the economy. To, yeah. yeah, I was about to ask, I mean, there must be recognition that car manufacturing is a major employer. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like proper, <laughs> proper numbers. <laughs> True, and it's it's not yeah. only limited to yeah. the actual manufacturing because you also have the retail side of it, oh, and yes. you also have the supplier side of oh, it. Oh yes, so supply side. If yeah. you start looking at it as as a, um, as a full yeah. um, value chain, then it's yeah. quite a critical space to be in. Yeah. What, what's the supply side like in South Africa? Do we have quite a strong supply side? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do, and I think that's where CKD or complete knockdown mm. um, operations. Uh, thrive is because there is a good supplier base. Yes, we still import uh, a number of components, but uh, where we can localize, uh, all the manufacturers tend to do that so that then uh, we're able to to keep everything within this particular system. Yeah. So so is there is there some sort of, uh, what's the word? Is there some com- camaraderie between the manufacturers who, who work in South Africa to build up the supply side and say build up black-owned black businesses on the on the supply side as well? Yeah, um, the, the seven manufacturers, if you, you might be aware, we actually started the Automotive Industry Transformation Fund, um, which is intended to um, fund um, black businesses uh, into the value chain, uh, both upstream and downstream. Uh, and um, I think that's where the collaboration is coming from, that's to great. say we need to industrialize and allow for black industrialize, uh, industrialists to come into, into, into the sector. Um, but we, we, we have different suppliers. Uh, we, yes, there are common suppliers, but there are some suppliers which are unique to each manufacturer. Mm. Um, so, but the good thing about it is we drive in transformation. But transformation is also in uh, ensuring that there is uh, inclusivity. Um, so a, a huge percentage of that, we actually are close to 50% of transactions will be actually with women. Um, so you know, it's to change the phase, but also the gender of the industry. Amazing. So that that is actually really cool to hear because I mean, at the end of the day, you guys are rivals, right? Yep. I mean, the seven manufacturers, you're all rivals, but you're all also sort of in the same boat, yep. right? It's like, well, let's all row the boat together and then, you know, we go forward. So Precisely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's actually really nice to hear. That's that's a super positive, I think, South African success story that, that maybe us actually at Cars and maybe we could spend a little bit more yep. time covering you know maybe we can work together on that yeah, that'll actually that'd be, be great be really fun yeah but um a, a, am i correct in saying though that that cash is going to be brought in like lock stock and barrel right that yeah. cash just arrives from europe yeah. essentially yeah it's a yeah. fully imported uh fully yeah. build up import uh for us uh, purely because as i indicated we're focusing our production mm. uh, in south africa on the new navara as well yeah. as the mp200 
period. So yeah, it will come imported and built in our plant in Sutherland. Okay, okay, that's very cool. So, so is I mean, are you going to try get yourself a cash guy as a daily, or or what's your what's your plans? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to get one of those. I, I'm, is it? I'm I'm waiting for the e power, so I'm, I'm uh, much okay. more. Yeah, I'm much more into the latest and greatest technology. Eh? <laughs> okay, no, that's very cool. Yeah, I, I actually, I always wonder, like, what do, what do, like, car people, people who build cars, like, what do they drive, right? Yeah. Like, so, so what's your, what's your, like, day to day? Currently, I'm driving an X-Trail still. Okay, yeah, cool. um, about to go to a Navara. Okay. Um, uh, because I, I love the outdoor life and uh, what Navara okay. offers. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And then um, probably late next year, I would look into Kashkai. Okay. Yeah. Navara is a good looking Bucky, eh? It's, it's, it's crazy to me that, I mean, Bucky's have become status symbols mm. in, in, in South Africa, you know? And I mean, your Bucky's got to look good now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's more because of the lifestyle that uh, a lot of South African people lead. Um, you want to be out there, you want to be able to go, um, whether on a weekend or whether you want to go cycling, you want to go on a holiday. Yeah. And double caps have allowed for that to become part of a recreational uh, yeah. lifestyle. And um, I think it's from that perspective that uh, participating and competing in that particular space of the market, um, it's actually quite important for us. Yeah. But the, the the technology, even the right comfort that uh, you actually get out of pickups, it's not like you need to have your kidney belt uh, as you <laughs> used to probably many years ago. Yeah. Because I mean, things like, for example, in Navarra, we've got five coil link springs, li- li- uh, five coil link springs mm. at the back, mm. which uh, gives you the same right comfort as being in a uh, crossover vehicle or a sport utility vehicle. Mm. So that it doesn't quite, feel like a pickup. Was quite innovative, mm. hey? But but what I did notice was with Navara though was um, if I'm not mistaken you went from a smaller capacity two, two twin turbo engine mm-hmm. back to a single turbo mm-hmm. two point five am I correct mm-hmm. I think the the four cylinder mm-hmm. yeah was that I mean wh- why was that decision made was that driven by your customers or or uh, yeah, it's 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 one uh, because remember we produce not only for South Africa for, for, but for the continent. So mm. it was to be able to have a drivetrain that we're able to also export. Uh, that's one. But it's also a tried and tested um, mm. uh, motor, which is quite critical and gives us the same performance uh, that is uh, equivalent to what other manufacturers or competitors also have. Okay. So that was more customer need as well as taking into account the need to be able to. Uh, produce and supply uh, other parts of the continent okay oh that's quite interesting and i mean um s- some people actually um may not know but but nissan's obviously part of quite a large alliance right mm-hmm. so it's renault and mitsubishi if mm-hmm. i'm not mistaken mm-hmm. um so you i suppose you get to benefit from the r d of those yep. those other two brands you're all pulling in the same direction really um but but so that's on a global level on a on a local level how, how much does nissan renault and mitsubishi sort of work together in in south africa yeah yeah the, the alliance is it's driven as you rightly indicated mm. mostly from a global perspective yeah. you take the kashkai for example it's actually built on an alliance platform okay uh, the cmfc platform um, if you come from a local perspective, we always look at opportunities from a purchasing perspective uh, as to because we've got a, a purchasing organization, uh, Alliance Purchasing Organization. And um, we, we try and find opportunities where we can actually collaborate. But um, at the same time, we're very uh, competitive with each other. So, 
Oh, well, a bit of uh, sibling rivalry, maybe. Yeah, it's good, eh? <laughs> it's Nothing not, bad about not that. Not necessarily yeah. a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. So, so for for South Africans um, that are interested in the Nissan brand on the on the passenger car side, um, is there is there more to look forward to besides um, Qashqai? Is there any any secrets you can let out <laughs> let out the bag for us? <laughs> well, well, I think I think for for us as a brand in South Africa mm. and mostly uh, for 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 South for Africa. Uh, we're focusing on mostly crossover and, yeah. and SUVs as well as light commercial vehicles. Uh, the next big thing that's coming, it's obviously the new X-Trail, uh, okay. which will okay. become uh, the early next year. Um, and then also um, the Qashqai e-power. So then we will announce and make more further announcements on other products um, as okay. we progress so into we gotta, part we, of next year. We've got to be patient. Be eh? patient. Because I, I strategically <laughs> snuck in one of these <laughs> <laughs> the z prototype how cool is that that we've got a hot wheels ah, of that's it, awesome of it already yeah that's awesome for sale for sale on our side so are you you excited about the the new z yeah it's a it's, it's an awesome car it's a beautiful car and i think uh it's good it gets it has a great following around the world yeah yeah <laughs> but uh at this stage no plans to bring this into south africa oh really yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay sure I wonder, because 350Z was very cool, 370Z was very cool. Although I think maybe 370Z maybe stuck around maybe a little bit yeah. too long. It was That was a long product life eh, on true, 370Z. True, true. Yeah. Oh, so that I was, that was literally going to be my next question. So thank you for answering, <laughs> answering my yeah, next question. But, but I think it's, it, it's yeah. driven by the fact that we, we're focusing on, on crossover and SUV uh, yeah. as well as on, on light commercials. Um, so we've decided as, as, a, as a company in, in, in South Africa and the whole African yeah. continent that let's be focused. Um, I mean, we've got great additions in the Nissan Magnite, which we launched last year. We, we have more cars that are coming um, and we'll be able to then focus, um, you know, trying to be everything to everyone uh, sometimes yeah. uh, doesn't necessarily yield the benefits that you think it might. Okay. And I suppose, I mean, the, the, you know, we, we were engaging with another brand who dropped their, their performance brands. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we we're trying to, a, a couple of guys came to me and that they were upset that this brand had dropped their performance brands. And, um, it, it, do you feel, I mean, is it is it just that there's like a lot of practical considerations, right? Yeah. So, for instance, just to bring a special model out here, you, you, there's got to be dealer training, yeah. there's got to be a part supply, you know, to, to back it up. I mean, is, are a lot of these decisions just simply really practical decisions for, yeah. for manufacturers? It, it's, it's Yes, there are practical decisions from yeah. a point of view of to invest in that uh, in creating awareness on that particular model, yeah. uh, among other things, yes, there's training. There's, uh, but there's also R and D that goes into making sure that the vehicle is suitable for your environment that it's coming in. Okay. Remember? So you, you you remember one of the things that South Africa has? It's we've got different fuel quality. Mm. We've got high altitude. Um, we need to be mindful of those uh, couple of factors. And uh, we've got a very interesting road infrastructure. So, um, you know, so, so you have to then say, well, do we invest this much more in modifying the car to be, yeah. to be suitable uh, on top of the other considerations? Uh, and then you make a call from there. Or yeah. let's focus our energy and um, uh, have this range and, and drive that as uh, mm. what defines the brand. Mm. Yeah. And, I, you know, I think, and, and I say this, this is not Nissan specific, mm. um, you know, a lot of people come to me for for car advice and buying advice and stuff. And um, I th there's there's a sentiment that 
there, there are a handful of people who want these special models, yeah. right? Who want these special performance models. And there's the sentiment that why can't the manufacturer just bring in a few, like on order, right? Mm -hmm. So you take a nice fat deposit and you bring in the, the guy or the girl's car and it's like, it's their, it's kind of their problem. But that's not actually really how things work, yeah. right? Yeah. That it's actually quite difficult to do that yeah. from your perspective. Yeah. One, because we have to get the vehicle homologated yeah. um, and take it through um, testing and get it registered into, into mm. the system. So there is requirements with regard to uh, road ordinance that is required. Um, so from a legislative perspective, um, there is, as I indicated, investment with regard to making sure that the vehicle can actually operate in these conditions. Otherwise, uh, you operate at high altitude, warm climate, uh, and a car maybe was designed to be in a cold mm. sea level type of um, environment. So we have to take those into consideration before uh, bringing the vehicle in mm. and, and get engineering buy-in to say, yeah, we, we're quite comfortable to do that. Sure. I've never, you know, it's, I, I suppose these thoughts have always sort of swirled around my head, but it's actually nice to hear. You've made it very clear for me, actually, as to what the challenges are with these things, you know, because a lot of the time, I think that the, the car market or car sentiment and car media, for instance, mm -hmm. is driven by enthusiasts, right? Mm -hmm. And they're not even necessarily people who, who can actually, uh, they're not buyers who could afford these cars. Like they'll ha be happy to be in a Magnite, but their dream is a Z, right? You know what I'm saying? And I, I personally, as a, as a journalist, where, where I'm sort of situated in the industry, I, I, I feel this frustration from people, you mm -hmm. know, but I also understand the practical side mm -hmm. of things. But when it's an emotional issue, people don't want to hear the practical yeah. side. They're like... Just give me a Z. We understand the aspirations yeah. and we understand, yeah. the, the, I mean, there's been a good following of, uh, of, of the Z model uh, yeah. in, in South Africa. And, and it's a product that we're proud uh, as Nissan to actually have around the world. Mm. Um, timing for South Africa, not at this stage. Yeah. But uh, that doesn't mean the door is permanently closed. Yeah. You know? uh, okay. Well, a little, little bit of hope there. Yeah. yeah, a little bit of hope. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate your, your candid, being candid about it because um, I think from my experience, manufacturers are actually quite reluctant to talk about that sort of thing, you know. And, and the way I see it, you've got this kind of like, this this group this enthusiasm you know for your brand and as a brand you don't want to let that go right you you want to yeah. nurture that and you want to look after that yeah. so you're sort of stuck between practicality and and this like you know this enthusiasm yeah. so so I, I actually do sympathize with with your position as well um but um but i mean let's let's maybe look forward rather um i mean this is not going anywhere right you guys are you're like you're here to stay so that's in south africa we, yeah. We've invested in South Africa. Yeah. We, yeah. We, we, we see a lot of opportunities uh, for growth. Yeah. We see a lot of opportunities for providing mobility solutions. And um, yeah, we've got a history um, in, this, um, in this country uh, and in the continent. And mm. um, yeah, a lot of customers who, who still love and believe in uh, Nissan mm. um, reliability and quality and uh, the durable vehicles that we've provided over the years. Yeah. And I mean, if judging by the, the size of your Kashkai launch, like, jeez, mm -hmm. that was, you guys threw everything at that. Eh? <laughs> That's a big one. <laughs> because it's an important car for yeah, us. Um, yeah. All our vehicles are quite important, but because yeah. uh, Kashkai has always been a leading model, with, particularly when you look at uh, crossover SUVs, and uh, it's important that we actually put it back into its pedestal position yeah. um, in a leading position of uh, in terms mm. of the technology that it provides. And as you know, 
Um, it was not just about having this sporty, dynamic-looking car, but it also it brings technology that um, most people would not necessarily expect to find uh, in a vehicle as at Kashkai level. Kind of, mm. yeah. No, it is. It's a real, it's a tech, I, I said in my article, it's a technological tour de force, that car. Mm. I mean, there's options there where if you could get it in other cars, or, or maybe you can, but then mm. you're paying like north of like a million rand, yeah. you know, for some of the options that you guys have mm. got in, in those cars. So no, I was impressed by the tech. I really, really was. But I was just saying that, that, that the size of that launch, in, in my opinion, shows your commitment to yep. SA. And um, you know, it gives me it gives me great hope to to chat to people like yourself who who have invested in this country. I mean, Casa Cosa is a proudly South African company. We don't trade anywhere else mm -hmm. in the world, and um, you know, we we uh, we want to sort of fly the flag high here and, and keep the hope alive. You know, yeah. so so how do you how do you personally f feel about the next sort of five to ten years in the motoring landscape in South Africa? You think things are looking positive? Yeah, I believe so. Um, one, we've just all gone through COVID. It's, it was a difficult time, for yeah. particularly for local production. Um, but we're coming out of that. Uh, we're already seeing a huge move around the world towards new energy vehicles. I think we will be ready um, as a country mm. in adopting uh, those technologies, but also being prepared or preparing ourselves for production and export probably of uh, new energy vehicles. So I think the automotive sector will continue to become buoyant. Um, we've had new players coming into the segment. Uh, still remains one of the most um, uh, competitive uh, markets, given the size of the market, that actually customer has the most choice yeah. than many other parts of the world. So it's a vibrant, a very... Um, energetic and competitive uh, industry. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I think we've got a great future ahead of us. That's great to hear. Yeah. The, the motoring industry, I think, has always been um, a real cornerstone of mm -hmm. South African, the South African economy and South African culture as well. You know, cars are like important to South Africans. Yeah. You know? True. <laughs> Everyone's got a cool car story, yeah. you know. Um, Cabello, I think maybe we'll call it there. This has been a real delight. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, really appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure actually having an engagement session with you. Oh, no, thank you very much. And uh, you, you're off to the airport. Yes, eh? Pretty much I am. Out of here. <laughs> so, so thank you kindly for, for making time for us to, to be in our Cape Town office. Unfortunately, we can't move this thing around too, <laughs> too easily. Otherwise, we would have come to you. No, it's a pleasure. <laughs> it's a pleasure. I think Cape Town has been great over the last two days um, with the launch. And uh, yeah, spending today with you is also an awesome part of uh, our launch and uh, our experience. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you very, very Thank much. Thank you. Alrighty, we're out of here. Cheers. Thanks. Dream, search, drive. Cars.coza.